Hello and welcome to another episode of On the Outside. I'm Harry Vanderwood. This is Marcus Taylor. Marcus, On the Outside, the podcast where you can impress your friends with your sporting knowledge. How are you, Marcus? Well, thank you, Vanders. Yes, this is a perfect opportunity to impress your friends with your sporting knowledge. Uh, pretty much we do this podcast to impress our friends with our sporting knowledge. So it's a real sort of meta circle of life type thing going on here. Well, that, you know, under the assumption that you have friends, Tails, and yeah, if you did have you're friends, right. they would yeah, listen to right. the podcast. So that's a you're big right. double if there. It's really but... hurting our circulation at this point, isn't it? Oh, I said you, not me. I got paid some notes. Tails, I wanted to uh, I wanted to start quickly on uh, some feedback I had from some listeners during the week. Uh, they said, look, you know, Harry, enjoying the podcast. Um but who, who's like we know who you are. Who's the other bloke? Who is this tails? Why? What do you mean? Like, I feel like so, I'm the biggest thing. And let me put it this way, dear listener. I come from a country town in Tasmania, northeast coast, St Mary's. Population 600. I'm the biggest thing to come out of St Mary's, and I'll brook no argument against that. There's nothing no, else. That's fair. I'll give it to you. Yeah. Anyway, tails. So I don't think you need to, but maybe just over the next coming weeks, months, mm. you just tease the fans a little bit about yourself because uh, you know i'm sort of a, a well-known person about sport and media yourself mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit on the outside more of a backroom operator i think i'd yep. generously yep. describe myself but having worked at a lot of high profile major uh, national sporting organizations certainly certainly that's food for thought for the next few months now vanders of course i'm based in victoria you're still in tasmania uh because you're not a disappointment to your parents did I hear right that Tasmania were offered an AFL game this week and said, nah, we're good. You keep it. Yeah, well, I think I, uh, I lost credibility uh, recently saying there would be no more AFL games in Tassie, but the, uh, the AFL wanted to, to play a game down here in Tassie. Which one was it? It was the Fremantle... Fremantle-Carlton, yeah. Fremantle-Carlton game uh, in Launceston. Mm. And uh, Tasmanian government just said... Mm, not a big one. We're not that interested, which I, I kind of like. It's a show of strength against the AFL. We're not, we're not desperate to have these two shitty cellar dwellers come and play. Uh, I mean, Fremantle's not a cellar dweller, but, you know, from the West, so same thing. Oh, 100%. To come play. Not, like, we're fine. Go play in uh, country Victoria or wherever you want. I love that. That's such a Tasmanian attitude to be like, we'll take Hawthorne Essendon. Yeah, absolutely, but... Fremantle Carlton, nah, you can keep that. You got any more of those blockbusters? I think it's a strength. If it just I think it's up. a show of strength, to be completely honest. <laughs> all that's going to happen is we'll get uh, Fremantle Carlton. No one will turn up. And then the AFL and all and, and Gold Coast Suns chairman Cochran will be like, this is why they can't have an <laughs> AFL team. So we're going to say, no, nope, don't put us in that position. Fuck off. We don't want you going. Now, Vanders, uh, you're a massive tennis fan. Uh, Nick Kyrgios has made a little bit of news overnight, but perhaps not quite for the reason that he usually does. The reason that he usually does, I, I, <laughs> I can't tell if you're hitting it playing tennis or being a bit of a brat. It's hard to know. I did enjoy his on-field antics. Uh, I feel like the Australian public starting to come around to Kyrgios slowly. He's just changing his ways. Less of an arsehole, more cheeky, and we're starting to enjoy the antics. And I did certainly enjoy his antics at Wimbledon when, uh, you know, change of ends or, or quick drinks break 
the camera was on him and he knew the camera was on him and he started speaking to the listeners at home, mm. knowing that people were listening, which must be an absolute nightmare for the Wimbledon organisers. And uh, I thought it was hilarious. Cut it, man. Stop watering it, dude. Fuck. Make it a grass court again. Make it a grass court again, will you please, thanks? Time. It's not grass anymore, bro. Do you think we should have more admiration for Nick Kyrgios for being so brand and media aware that you're right? You made the exact point there that he knew he was on the cameras. He absolutely knew exactly what he was doing. Should we give him more credit? Yeah, it's kind of like no one realized that they've been following unspoken rules for years and Kyrgios just doesn't see him. And now you're like, oh, wow, but that'd be great. Why not promote your own sponsor on there? Like, Exactly. Take advantage. What are they going to do? Fine you a few thousand dollars? Someone could pay you, you know, 50 grand to promote your own personal sponsor on there. So I think he's, uh, yeah, I'm shamelessly coming around to him as though I was always sure he was going to come good. But yeah, I'm a big Curios fan. Do you think, just before we leave Nick Curios and move on, do you care? So the best comparison I've heard uh, is that his career is very similar to Mark Philippoussis. So Mark Philippoussis without putting too fine a point on it, was after fast cars and women and everything that the game could give him. So he was after the money and the glamour that the game could give him. He wasn't after the titles. Kyrgios, a bit in the same mould. Like he's a highly successful athlete. Do you care if he never wins a Grand Slam and, more importantly, never wants to win a Grand Slam? I remember someone saying about him, I think it was I can't remember, some sort of retired tennis great, might have even been Pat Rafter and said, the reason he's so entertaining is also the reason that he may never win a Grand Slam because of those, you know, between the leg, high risk shots that he takes on that, that win him moments. But to be a Grand Slam winner, you've got to be really consistent and, uh, and, and win the points you should. So, I mean, I think it would be a shame if he didn't win anything. Um, but also, like winning Grand Slams is so hard. <laughs> You're playing against so many good people. I feel like you know, people go their whole careers, you know, they might've been in the top 20 for a lot of their career, never win a grand slam, which is, you know, huge. So, and especially when it's been dominated so viciously um, in, in the men's side of the comp as well. So look, I think it'd be a shame, but I don't think there would be any dishonor in not winning a grand slam. The Euros are on uh, in Europe, funnily enough, uh, which is the European Soccer <laughs> Championships. Are in, they are in Europe uh, 2020, but obviously 2021 delayed with COVID. Um, and what's sort of everyone's getting excited as per in the World Cup a few years ago, saying it's coming home, England, English soccer. And, you know, England managed to defeat uh, Germany in the first time since they, uh, in their knockout tournament for the first time since since they won the World Cup, which I think was 66 or 60, 66. Yeah, so. 1966, great year for English football. Eric Cantona was also born. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and uh, there was a lot of celebrations in England, very excited. And it really made me think, uh, and this is personal as well, okay. why do Australians, and maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but it seems like a general vibe, 
why do Australians seem to have a soft spot for English soccer, but not a soft spot for many other English things? Like cricket, loathe them. Rugby, not a fan. Soccer, yeah, like you'll find a lot of Australians really supporting supporting uh, England. And uh, I guess, is that a result of us not necessarily having us traditionally, except for maybe the last 15 years, um, a strong soccer team? I think there's three things to explore there because that's actually, that's a brilliant question. A great question that I've never stopped Thank to consider. You. It's so nice of you. Yeah, one of the best in Australia. I've always said that about Juventus. Firstly, I think um, in Victoria and certainly around uh, particularly the eastern states where there's a lot heavier migration, that level of support exists for a lot of other European nations. So Mm. you talk to the Croatian community, uh, you know, the Italian community, the Greek community, they have a similar level of support. I remember even in 2006 when Italy won the World Cup, there were massive celebrations still going on at 7am in Hobart. (laughs) What the hell is going on? Didn't realise... There were so many Italian people here. I think the other thing is during the 70s and 80s, we sort of, we got a bit of the FA Cup. So that was, you know, we got a bit of exposure to football on uh, probably on SBS as it was then. I think the last thing is we're not rivals. Mm, True. We aren't rivals with England in football. We've come up here. When was the last time we played? I think we played them maybe in 2019 and got beaten. I remember beating them in 2003. Did, wasn't it like 3-1 or something? Amazing. Wembley? Yeah. 3-1, yeah. I think uh, mm. Harry Kuehl scored early, I think. And maybe there was somebody... Was it Francis Jeffers made his debut that night? Might have even scored for England. But yeah, we're not rivals. So we're, we sort of adopt them as our own, uh, which maybe is why we get so excited about them. Are you, have you followed this tournament at all? Have you been excited about them at all? Um, not, not particularly excited. I tend to... Uh start watching the latest stages of the tournament rather than being fully involved. So I'm just starting to get involved now a little bit. I, uh, I have, I have noticed though that there do seem to be a lot of um, sort of late goals. There's been, I think half of the round of 16 games uh, went to extra time and a lot were decided in extra time, which is quite good compared to the, the penalty shootout, which I hate. Um, that's probably a conversation for another day. But uh, no, it seems to be quite an exciting tournament so far because you know some tournaments the defense is winning and some of the attack is winning, um, and you really want a high score. Me personally, is you want a high scoring tournament, so um, that's exciting. In saying that, England yet to concede this tournament, so uh, I'm sure we'll pick this up next week when uh, when we're a little bit closer to deciding who is the Euro champion for 2021. Absolutely, we will, Vanders. And uh, whether it's next week or the week after, I have got a question for you about why uh, Australians follow international sports. But I do want to throw this one out to the listeners. And please do uh, tweet us at uh, Marcus Taylor underscore 16 and at HVDW7. You said that with all the confidence in the world. I think I might have got mine wrong. But anyway, you'll work it out. Uh, who are your top three? Your top three Australian sports teams. Because I'm not sure. It used to be the Wallabies. Remember how big the Wallabies used to be in Australia? Yeah. But we don't follow national teams like I think the English do anymore. No, it's, I think about this a lot. Like I stare into the fire sometimes at night wondering why we can't have a national team that can compete on the national stage. But uh, for me personally, you've got the Australian cricket team who have tested us in the last few years as far as support. Is it harder to follow the women's team because they're so dominant? 
Like it's to me, every time they play, they're so much better than everyone else that it's just kind of like I'm just watching, hoping I see something, you know, a bit of brilliance from uh, from a Lanning or a Healy or a Strano or a Shoot that I haven't seen before. That's what I'm watching for. I'm not watching to support them. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's a, it's like I, um, you know, the more high profile women's cricket is becoming in this country and it, you know it's gonna it takes time to build up then the more i think we are getting around them um and watching more and more i know i watch more and more every season and you know that world cup win um here at the start of 2020 was massive um for the country so yeah and i think they are like I, I think i saw some i can't remember where it was but see some stats that they're one of australia's favorite um you know national teams um you know, you can't hate them, whereas the Australian cricket team has More than <clears throat> had some issues in the past. But under your rugby one, I have a weird... And it's similar with, with, with soccer mm. football. I don't watch Super Rugby. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't follow it particularly mm. closely, but I love getting around the Wallabies. And pretty similar with the, with the Socceroos. That big tournament type of, type of situation, you know, the World Cup, I'll be all over them. But if you ask me what their road through to World Cup qualification was like, I wouldn't have a clue. Well, have you ever asked yourself why? Like, why that is that you might follow these teams a bit more closely? Because I'm genuinely interested, because I, I agree, there's so many people that have this same experience. When the Socceroos are playing at the World Cup, we'll watch them. When the Matildas are playing at the World Cup, we'll watch them. But outside of that, do we do it much? I don't know. And the Wallabies is an interesting example because that sport, theoretically, is, is on the decline. Yeah, I think it will probably just our, our our time and like the wind, you know, rugby league and AFL take up so much of our hearts in 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 winter that it's hard to to I guess follow so many different sports. You know, there's you know basketball's massive in Australia as well. NFL's big. You've got your, your winter, your main winter leagues. You know, hockey. Uh, sorry, soccer, rugby, or or footy. It's hard to follow all three so closely. Um, but then it is nice to come together, I guess, as a country and, and try and support them in the big tournaments, which we don't have for really, we don't have for rugby league. They'll tell you there is, but it's no, there is not. That there isn't. Exist. Let's disband ourselves of that notion, uh, that notion as it, as it possibly can. We might do a, a podcast, an Australian team themed podcast, I reckon, band is closer to the Olympics and just explore this idea a little further because I feel like there's a lot there for us to really, really get deep and examine both ourselves and the national psyche. All right, Banders, we've got our hot takes coming up uh, very shortly. But just be- just before, I just want a little one for you. Tom Brady. Sorry, just to, just to, just going to jump right in the studio segment. I do remember when I was uh, at uh, over in Colorado in the US doing doing a, a college mm. exchange. John Elway country. The people just used, used to absolutely hate. I'd just say Tom Brady. Number one quarterback, Peyton Manning, over the hill, no good, and the oh, and the, the abuse I would cop for that was just we need awesome. absolutely we need awesome. to devote. I think we just suggested earlier that we might devote a, a, a pod to Australian sporting teams. We need to devote a pod to your time in the states because I'm genuinely interested to hear about your sporting experience and perhaps one or two off-field experiences you might have had as well. But. Uh, Anyway, Vanders, the reason I bring up TB12 is because he said during the week, so obviously one of the most 
interviewed and media-friendly people on the planet. He said that 90% of the time, he's just making it up. So if you ask him a question, 90% of the time, he's just going to say whatever doesn't get him into trouble. Does that piss you off? Tails, I can see where you're going with this and I can see you're upset and you're pessimistic and you want to be grumpy about it. But no, there's no, no, who cares? He's just saying exactly what everyone else is doing. You're not going to speak your mind all the time in a media conference and you're not going to, you're not going to actually tell people what you're thinking. You're going to play it safe and you're going to do the job. And I'm going to say, Tails, you're going to be like, what's the point of this press conference? What's what? the point of press conference, fans? What's the point of even doing media if the guy's going to lie to you 90% Wait, of the time? You work for the media. You tell me. What's the point? Well, you're threatening the very existence of sports media. We just have sports then. You're your own, your own worst enemies. <laughs> your own worst enemies. You poke and you prod and you poke and you prod. And then you get upset when no one gives you anything after you've just ripped them to pieces for giving you an opinion. And I, oh, don't be an athlete sympathizer you're um, on the media now that you're on this pod you're not an athlete anymore Vanders. we're on the outside tails i'm not media exactly. on the outside but uh look what i like about this is if tom brady says he's lying 90 percent of the time then is he just mind fucking with you all and he's also lying about this who knows exactly that's the thing was 90 yeah. percent of what he just said untrue so which part was true it's hard to know every, every <laughs> nine out of ten words um no, look, I think it's. Uh, I think he's a master and he's just staring people as he is wont to do. And you've been sucked in as per tales. I hate getting sucked in, Ben. Marcus, it's time for hot takes. But before we start that, I have... Uh, no, I'm still leading. I have I'll some... That's well, still too funnily, long. you say that I have some late mail coming to me. If we can just hey, a, a slight a, a blip there when we recorded a couple of weeks ago it was just before one of my hot takes, which ended up being an eight-day hot take, so it didn't come in. So if we just listen to this, we just <laughs> we just listen to this take. audio from two weeks ago, and then we're just going to have to go to the tape here. All right, my hot take this week is again cricket related, just to keep the fans happy. <laughs> uh, New Zealand to be crowned uh, Test champions of the world, beating India. No score given, just a win. Oh, you've cut that. You have deliberately cut out the bit where you said it was in three that, days. I'm not having it. Specifically in that take, said I'm not giving you a time frame. That audio, shockingly, from nowhere. Courtesy of on the outside. Means that it's back. It's two all. We're back to all. And now we can assess. Yes, it is. We can assess these weeks, this week's takes, last week's takes. We can assess what we said last week and see if we were right. I was not. I said Ben Simmons would come to the Olympics. We have had uh, confirmation during the week that that is not going to happen. So another one down the drain for me, but feeling pretty good about that uh, Kiwi one. So... Uh, good good on me and what was yours uh mine was that essendon would uh, beat melbourne by five goals Ooh. and thus march to the flag so i look the umpires didn't screw me Bloody maggots. I, don't, I don't know there was some good to and fro on social media with essendon fans they are a salty bunch i reckon they're almost the worst oh, i reckon they're almost oh, they're, no richmond are salt wise richmond are horrible salt wise horrible champions uh, well essendon have never been champions so we wouldn't have to go Ooh. through it um, Excuse me, just ducking off to the Epworth to deal with that burn. Hey. 
this this week tails give me something spicy i don't want anything boring i want a spicy hot jalapeno take my hot take is and you know you don't like me doing the future hot takes do you no i think it's fine to have we just have to remember the long burn hot takes (laughs) i've got too many of them all right so i'll do a two-parter then and you can judge me on both of them both next week and for the rest of the season Tasmania will have more AFL games than WA. Okay. I don't know what to think about that after my horrendous history with <laughs> predicting AFL games in Tasmania. Just got I'm gutters on the phone it. now. No, it's the it's, it's the Cho. The Cho is the one I need on the phone. Is it Nick Holdsworth? No. Maybe he's the national one. No, I'm not going to. We don't do research here, Tales. All right, my hot take is that when we record next week, England will have recently made their way into the Euros final. Uh, so that that I feel like that is a reasonably is, hot take. Is, so brave, yeah. fortune favors the brave. Who are they? Who have they got this week, Fanders? They have the Ukraine uh, this week. Who you'd think. They'd go in as, uh, as favourites against, but England, I don't know if you can call them favourites against anyone, to be completely honest. No, probably not. The home of Andre Yarmolenko, I think, is their star player, and Shevchenko, I think, is their manager. So, you know, it'll be a great story for them to make it. But uh, I like the fact you think football's coming home. Well, I've actually... I've actually our producer mm. has just sent in some, uh, some facts on the screen tales. England have just lost one of their last seven meetings with Ukraine in all competitions. Mm, interesting. Um, what else? What else has she sent through? Thank you to Elizabeth, our producer. Uh, no, nothing else is helpful there. Thanks, Elizabeth. That that one fact is enough. But interesting that fact. So England will go in as favourites with a history over the Ukraine. Look forward to that, Vanders. I am looking forward to taking a 3-2 lead in the hot takes. Well, that's all we have time for on the outside. I'm Harry Vanderwood. That is Marcus Taylor. And if that is not enough information to help you sound like you know a bit of sport with your mates, then we can't help you. Thanks, Vanders. Go easy on the outside. That first topic, I clean for <laughs> Um, I actually get the New Zealand take, so I'm back up to that's a cheeky take from a few weeks ago. Ooh, win. What? Uh, what? I don't understand. What? Two weeks ago, I said they'd win, and uh, last you said week... they'd win in three days. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. <laughs> I'm 99 sure that's what. Don't tell no. me we're going back to this. We're gonna have to play the audio again. We are gonna have to. Boys Club. Oh, the ABC's picked it up. Yeah, we were four weeks ahead of it. You watch. They'll do the uh, they'll do the chess championship in a couple of weeks' time. The less, the more excited I get, the the less I speak with a good podcast voice. I'm like, well, actually, Tails, what happened there was it would actually sound good, but I don't. I just lose myself. But anyway, I need to remember to keep the podcast voice. It's very hard to do. It sounds like Howard Cosell. Muhammad Ali has just gone. Is it going to be easy to edit? <laughs>